right. Okay. So, um, okay. Uh, welcome back to the Inebriar Podcast. Uh, we are finally back at the Craft Beer Cellar. Um, it has been refurbished and uh, after their flood issues. So uh, we are in their basement where we love to record. And with me tonight is Mark Small, uh, blues guitar player extraordinaire. Thank you. And uh, so welcome, Mark. Thank you for having me. No problem. Appreciate it. Um, so you have won several awards. Um, you won a um, Acoustic Blues Album of the Year. Yep. Was through, that? That was Blues Blast Magazine. Yep. And they had subscriptions, believe it or not, in the USA and 90-plus countries. Wow. So, um, like, do you know of, like, your albums getting out that, like, to those other countries? Or? Yeah, worldwide. Oh, that's, Got, that's or, fantastic. The last... The last, I just had a new one come out, but the, the two before that got, you know, I would get emails from people in Sri Lanka. Oh, that's so cool. Know, that, that's wild. really exciting. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you're the first um, interview that I feel like I've really done some investigation oh, into. <laughs> so tell me at what point um, in your childhood you chose guitar playing over squirrel hunting. <laughs> squirrel hunting <laughs> on, on Pickford Street, I believe. Nope, that's not no? me. No, no, Pick Pinette Street. Pinette Street. Sorry. Oh yeah, this, you going, did some research. Man. Yeah, you did some research. Well, I, actually, if you if going back that far, I moved here when I was from a teenager, Alaska, right? From Alaska. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you're good. <laughs> like the CIA here. Yeah. So uh, it, it's a, a funny little story. Uh, I have my regular job, and I was at work, and my boss is always like, you know, you do so much, and every night she's like, oh, what are you off to, to, to do tonight? And last night she's like, oh, you're recording podcasts? I'm like, oh, tomorrow I'm recording with uh, Mark Small, and I hear from behind me, the guitar player? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, I grew up with him. Who was it? John Brennier. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. So yeah. he's like, ask him about hunting squirrels and oh, ask him this. Oh, <laughs> that's, boy, that's yeah. way better. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's, you got to make the distinction, Mark T. Small. Mark T. Small, for yes. the For the website and all of that. Oh, right, yes. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I moved here from Alaska when I was about 13 years old, I guess. And I, I started playing, you know, actually, believe it or not, when I was 12 or 13 years old, I was mm-hmm. listening to guys like Junior Wells and Charlie Musselwhite, you know, blues harmonica players and was playing a little bit of of harmonica and uh i just really loved that music but at the same time i loved bluegrass yeah you know so uh my style is kind of an amalgamation of 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 that kind of music you know Mm -hmm. uh i i love the hot fancy guitar playing and old time music and bluegrass music the fiddle tunes on guitar like doc watson and norman blake and i also love the blues stuff you know i i played electric guitar in a lot of different bands back when i was in my 20s yeah uh but then reverted back back to the good old acoustic guitar so when you played electric guitar was it more of a a rock or was it still blues sometimes i would play in rock bands i would freelance Mm -hmm. which was always an adventure you know yeah Uh, somebody be you know guitar player be sick and i'd get a call can you fill in and just where do you want me to stand right yeah sure yeah it was great. Uh, I had a, a blues band or different versions of a particular blues band for years. But my real love is is acoustic music. I mean, it, it's I feel so strongly about what it. What was crazy. your influence to go to that? Like, what was your 
the musician that really struck home that made you acoustically? Yeah, acoustically. I I think the guy that stuck with me the longest is a fellow by the name of Norman Blake. Norman Blake. He's one of the. He and Doc Watson are are the two guys that took fiddle tunes and put them on the guitar. For instance, you can picture a fi- how a fiddler would play a particular sure, tune, yeah. right? Uh, and you can translate that to the guitar, like... And then embellishments. Yeah. You know, that, yeah. that kind of stuff. And what's great about it is there's very few dilettantes playing that kind of music. Unless you, you can play that music, there's no fake in it, you mm-hmm. know, where... Uh, electric guitar that you, you can take somebody who didn't really know how to play and stick them in. You can run it through a lot of yeah. equipment. And, yeah. yeah, but acoustic, you know, with an acoustic guitar, these bluegrass guys, uh, guys like, you know, not only, you know, Norman Blake and Doc Watson, who has passed, but uh, e- even the, you know, local guys that play that kind of music, you really have to study the music to play it, mm-hmm. it there's, which is a wonderful thing. You know, yeah. if, if you're going to, play it and go out and publicize it you should know a little bit about it right, in yeah. my and we we talked um a few weeks ago and uh, like you're really into the history behind I am. it and i believe we're talking about like early colonial like you know, settlers and yeah i go all, all the way from the 1600s yeah. you know basically you know the music that the europeans brought here was melodic yeah and was listening music. Was it more like kind of like a chamber music? Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that type of stuff. And then in the 1600s, uh, I believe 1.5 million Africans were brought here in the 1700s, 250,000 Scots. In the 1800s, 2.5 million Irish. Mm-hmm. And those three groups of people changed that listening music into dance music. And the fiddle played a big right. big part in it, you know. Uh I just think it's it's important to know what you're playing. Yeah, you know? and, and uh, I'm a fan of Irish music, and Irish and country music are very similar. It's like, it all yeah. comes from the same tree. Yeah. You know? it really, really does. The, and the fiddle, you know, the fiddle played a huge role in in all of that. Uh, is there a difference between a fiddle and a violin? Uh, <laughs> there is, from a playing standpoint, yeah. there is. You but know, but it's the same same, same instrument. Yeah. You know, uh, the different ways to. You know, a good fiddler is someone who 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 maybe played Sally Gooden and other stuff, but might you know yeah. could could lay some classical on you. Whereas uh, someone who, you know, classical violinist would shudder at being yeah, called a fiddler. fiddler yeah. You know, um, so you've played with a ton of people. Uh, yeah, I've been fortunate. Um, so did you go on tour with them, or was it no. just when they came locally? Or uh, yeah, I you know I've been fortunate that uh, I've done a lot of openers for a lot of my heroes and mm-hmm. you know big name guys. Uh, Johnny Winter was always one of my favorites. He's he has since died, but opened for him three times. Oh, nice. Uh, uh, you know John Mayall, uh, James Cotton, Robert Cray. Uh, I, I had a gig uh, one time opening for Mick Taylor of the Rolling Stones, and he almost dropped dead before the show, and they canceled oh, the show. Geez. So uh, he had double pneumonia. Oh, but wow. Almost was. With Have him. you ever? Because I hear some people say, "Oh, you know, never meet your your heroes." Yeah, but like, do you, have you ever had a bad experience, or have they all been really good people? Or? Well, you know, some of them. Uh, 
are a little big for their britches. Mm-hmm. Very few, you know. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I won't tell you the guy's name, but I had one. Uh, I was playing up in New Hampshire. It's about a 350-seat theater. And he's a pretty big name. Yeah. But, you don't have to tell us his name, but what date was it? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. you know, he, he was a little bit... Uh, uh, full of himself, you know, didn't want me in, in the theater during his sound check. It was a closed sound oh, check. Wow. Yeah. And I, I, I came close to saying, hey, buddy, yeah. I'm very close to being able to do this by myself yeah. in this size room, you know. So get off your high horse. But that that's kind of rare. The guys that I've met yeah. have, have been, some of them have been just tremendous and encouraging and uh, really just a pleasure. You know, Johnny Winter, who... You know, it was just about blind before he died and very frail and albino and, mm-hmm. you know, worried about getting sick. Uh, his manager said, you know, you want to come on the bus and talk to Johnny? And no, I was like, hey, I don't want to bother. Yeah. No, come on out, you know. Oh, that's cool. Uh, and I, he had been my hero on the electric guitar for years. So how, how long ago was that? That you- was about... Whew, 10, 15 years ago, I guess. Oh, so it was yeah. fairly recent. Yeah. 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 I awesome. think the last time I opened for him was maybe six years ago. Yeah. You know, just before he died. He died in Switzerland a couple years ago. Was he on tour? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. You know, but there, you, you know, it, it's, uh, I think people are generally good and, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, musicians that have, have gone through the school of hard knocks and realize, you know, that that have taken the time to learn to play an instrument. When you see another guy that knows how to play a little bit, and even though he's not famous, it's like, hey, you know, part of the same club. Yeah. So yeah, That's funny. Um, it's, been, it's been a good experience. Uh, I often ask our guests, like, what kind of advice they'd give to, like, uh, you know, like kids and, and yeah, come, yeah. people coming up. And uh, me and my boss were talking the other day. Um, because she's very you know business orientated and into sports and stuff, yeah. and she's like, you know, what what do I do if my kids into something creative? She's like, do I encourage it or? And I kind of we're talking about kind of like those hard knocks, and I'm mm-hmm. like, it's almost like if your kid has a backup plan, then that's a bad thing. like you almost have to have well, this kind of you know headed out suffer through the tough times to mm, you know. know I was fortunate that. You know, my family, my mm-hmm. parents are like, you got to have a backup plan. So I have a master's degree in business. Oh, really? And I was a very yeah. successful businessman, and I retired, and now I do this full time. Oh, okay. And it's wonderful because if I don't want to do something or if somebody to. doesn't treat me right, I say, see you later, Charlie. Oh, that's, you know? that's convenient. Yeah. So it it is it makes for a wonderful life. Yeah. I mean, I, from a business standpoint, you know, I, it was very stressful being a business guy. Right, I worked yeah. for big medical companies for about 15 years, mm-hmm. uh, which was very stressful. I was on a plane most of the time, in a hotel all the time, you yeah. know. Uh, but it, it really, there's a wonderful payoff to be able to really work at your craft and not have the stress of all this other stuff. So what, what, what would be like the one bit of advice you'd give to someone kind of starting I, off? And- I think no matter what you do, mm-hmm. you need to get a good education. Yeah. And, you know, uh, well, I, I, you know, I'm kind of an amateur historian. I think that mm-hmm. stuff's great. But you need to get an education in something that has utility. Uh, you need to know something about money and banking. Mm-hmm. You, you need to... To be educated so you can make your way through the world. And if you want to be an artist, that's great. Yeah. 
but there's a lot of credence in being a smart, educated artist. Oh, absolutely. You know, or, I, or, I know plenty of artists that are phenomenal at what they do, but not so great business-wise. And you know, so, yeah, it, it's and it, you know, I understand that left brain, right brain. It's some people it's very difficult to mm-hmm. uh, math or whatever pick the subject. You know, right. but you know, if you apply yourself, you can get through it. So uh, I think. Uh, you know, to be in your 20s and say, yeah, I'm okay sleeping in my car for the rest of my life and I might not make it, is pretty bold. Yeah. You know, not a bad idea to, uh, you know, when I was a business guy, everywhere I went, I had a guitar with me. I flew with a guitar all the time. I practiced, 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 knowing that I would do this full time. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I retired in 2006. So it's been great. Yeah. You know? And I feel like it, it's... You have to find your own path and just be happy with what you're doing. If you're yeah, happy man. couch surfing and living in a car and playing your music, then that's what makes you happy. The problem is, you know, your tastes change. Oh, absolutely. I, I had a friend that was touring um, around the country with a Fish cover band, mm-hmm. uh, a kid I grew up with. And uh, after, you know, the, the shine wore off on that, yeah. he was like, you know, I was living in a garage. He's like, oh, yeah. After a while, it just got to be too much. And he yeah. kind of settled down and. But you still have that experience. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think the bottom line is good education, mm-hmm. no, no matter how talented someone thinks they are or, or what, you know, good education is only going to help. Yeah. You know, so that's my advice. Well, that's good because my know. son listens to this. So, yeah. Hey. Do your homework, Liam. Yeah. I'm <laughs> telling you. It makes it easier, you know. Yeah. I mean, the if you really think you can, can make it in the arts. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's going to benefit you to have some some, some education, some education yeah, and understand how the world works. You know, no question about it. Yeah. You know. Um, so what, when you were playing with these um, many people, Johnny Winner and um, James Montgomery. And yeah. Like, what was the high point there? Like, what was your favorite venue to play? Uh, was it the biggest crowd or was it just the best particular room or you know for me it's a little bit different it's i love to play the guitar so much Mm -hmm. i mean i can't quantify it i love to play that much uh i get up in the morning and it's it's like a form of meditation for me to practice and to play and Mm -hmm. and that's what i do yeah you know uh so when I do a big show, like I'm playing at the Narrow Center for the Arts of the Blues Festival Saturday night, it'll be, you know, big room and, you know, all fancy Dan, you know. All of that, as much I love the Narrows. If you haven't been to the Narrows, you need to go and where there. where is this? In Fall River. Okay. It's in the third floor of a mill, big 350-seat venue. Oh, wow. State-of-the-art PA system, the whole bit. But, you know, fancy, prestigious gig. Yeah. Uh, Leon Russell has played there. I opened for Johnny Winter there. Big names. Big yeah. names. You know, it's a privilege to play there, and it's especially a privilege to open for some of these big names there. Mm-hmm. But what lights my fire is playing the guitar, whether it's five people or 500 people or 5,000 people. You know, like I'm, I'm playing across the street at New World Tavern tonight. Mm-hmm. I will enjoy that. Just as much as a matter of fact, it's a little different because 
tonight I'll uh, play for three hours. So it's like going to the gym, you know. Right, yeah, yeah. Get my chops all going. Uh, When I I do the Narrows on Saturday, I'll play, uh, I think I'm scheduled for an hour and five-minute set. So it's before it's like boom, it's done. It's like a sprint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's just goes by so fast. So uh, I'm I'm not I'm I'm grateful for those kinds of things. You Mm -hmm. know, I played in Europe last year. It was awesome. You know, Uh, but it it is playing the guitar that lights me up. So it just doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. That's cool. Um, Yeah. So you play every Thursday at the New World Tap. Yes. Yes. Um, Yeah. It's um, I was talking with Matt. One of the bartenders oh, yeah, over there, yeah. and because uh, we just had, we're about three and a half years there. Uh, back in September, we celebrated our third uh, anniversary of our event over there. Cool. Um, we have a life drawing on the first Monday of every month. Nice. And we're talking with Matt, and he's like, "Yeah, he's like the only people who have been here longer than you is yourself." Yeah. And I think trivia. Yeah, I mean, like, you can never go wrong with those two. So, well, yeah. I'll tell you that I, I walked by the place. You know, I live in, in, in about an hour from here, but I walked by the place when they had just opened and went in. Carl was there and yeah. spoke to him, and it's been a great relationship. They're good people. Oh, they're that great own people. We actually place, uh, just you know. recorded uh, an episode of this with Carl not too long ago. That's great. So that'll be like yeah. a week or two ahead of yours. Um, and he's been great to us, and everyone over there has been great. The, those people, I, and I, I think the, the, it's a big reason why they're so successful over there, is they genuinely care about people. Mm-hmm. They, they're, oh, yeah. they're not just trying to get people in the door and make a bunch of money. And, you know, yep. I mean, they've got to make a living, but they treat everyone with respect. They care about every single person that walks in that door, whether you work there or you're a customer. Yeah, yeah, you know? they're, they're excellent. First class. Um, yeah. So, can you give us a little uh, preview on your guitar? Yeah, what you're going to be doing you tonight? know, I'm 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 a little out of tune because of this weather, and rather than than tune up on the on your podcast here, I'll just play something where I can kind of bend things into tune. Uh, I play American roots music, everything from like the fiddle tune that that uh, I did to Scott Joplin piano rags, you know, finger picking rags to uh, uh, acoustic blues like Delta blues from the Mississippi Delta was a precursor to the electric stuff and it, it sounded kind of like you know that kind of stuff mm-hmm. uh, but a little bit of Chicago would be uh you know, to to give that sound, uh, it's typically played on the electric. But but to sound like a band, you know, you do the foot stomp and stuff, and it would be more like this.
know that's the way a man like me can feel. Excuse me for being a little out of tune. Oh, no worries. Gives you gives you an idea of and boogie woogie stuff. A little bit of everything. Yeah, nice. Um, So you have a couple guitars with you. Are you like a kind of guy who has like fifty guitars? Do you have a couple that you always play? You know, it's it's uh, it's it's something you got to be careful of not uh, you know not to let it get out of hand. Yeah. Because I mean, I I probably have I think I have thirteen right now, but I know guys with like. 70 right you know uh the problem is especially acoustics you really have to take care of them mm-hmm. uh you have to keep them between uh 68 and 72 degrees temperature and between 45 and 55 humidity there's probably one week a year where you don't have to do anything <laughs> you know? yeah the rest right. of the time is you got dehumidifiers, dehumidifiers you, yeah. you know and uh i'm kind of being an old yankee i guess I only like having stuff that I play, mm-hmm. you know. So the the dozen or so that I have, I play every one of them. Right. You know, whether it's, you know, I, I have uh, a few of them for gigs. I have my personal guitar for, right. for at home. Uh, I have uh, my uh, beside-the-bed guitar. <laughs> uh, and then I have, uh, I play a little banjo and a little mandolin. And, oh, nice, you know. nice. Uh, so, uh, but you you really there's a danger of getting so many of them that you you can't take care of because they they are they're like living breathing things you know they need medical attention occasionally yeah you um, know so what is like the the a number one rule that you have to is it the temperature that, or temperature and humidity yeah those you know, are like the two uh, the the story I always tell when people ask me about taking care of their guitars is. I have a door in my house that has inset panels in it, right? Mm-hmm. It's painted white. And in the summertime, you look at this white door. In the wintertime, when the heat goes on, those panels, you can see brown around the edges of the panels where the wood shrinks Oh right! Yeah. past the paint, you mm-hmm. know, and exposes this wood. Well, that's like, that panel's a quarter of an inch thick. Right. This guitar with these strings on it has got about 150 pounds of pressure pulling on a top that's about an eighth of an inch thick, mm-hmm. you know, and pretty wide. Yeah. So, uh, y- you know, that kind of tells the story that, man, if you don't, if, if you just leave it sitting on the couch uh, in the wintertime. You're going to you, have a rocking horse instead y- of a guitar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, it's, and the stuff that I play, especially the ragtime and things like that. It's important to me that the guitar is set up perfectly because I'm using the whole fingerboard, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, that can change if you don't take care of it. You know, the strings rise up. What happens is the belly of the guitar pulls up and makes the action higher. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, the you know, of course, deformities. In I used that. to have a guitar when I was a kid, and I think the strings were like a half an inch. Yeah, that's, yeah. exactly. You yeah. know, you can't, you can't stick it in an attic, yeah. you know. And, and a good guitar is... Uh, you know, it's kind of like a piece of art, so you, you want to you want to treat it as such mm-hmm. and, and, and and take good care of it. Uh, what what's your favorite brand of guitar to play? I only play Martins, Martins? for acoustic. Yeah, yeah. They, they are uh, they they start actually it says on the headstock established eighteen thirty three, 
but C.F. Martin made them before 1833 for other companies, mm-hmm. and they're just they're works of art. Yeah. They're, they're absolutely for me. Yeah, they are the best, and I've owned a bunch of them. Do you still play yeah. electric at all, or just you know? I did a gig at the New Bedford Whaling Museum. Uh, that is a beautiful. Oh, it's gorgeous. Yeah. It's gorgeous. I did a. a, a a party there, a private party, and I played with a bunch of jazz guys. Dino mm-hmm. uh, Gravani, I think his name is, Jim Robitaille, Marcus Montero. Just amazing musicians. I mean, very, very educated, uh, experienced, just brilliant guys. You know, I was asked to, to sit in and play some blues, mm-hmm. which I did, uh, but it was really... Uh, a privilege to play with those guys. Yeah, they, they, and so that was electric. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I was playing uh, uh, Fender Strat through a Mesa boogie that night. Oh, you know. It was fun. Yeah, it was fun, but uh, humbling playing with such gifted guys. You know, yeah. really beautiful stuff. Now, do you, um, in your own listening pleasure, do you venture out beyond the blues? Like, do you? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I again that whole American root stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm a, a modern guy now, you know, with my playlists and everything, yeah. you know, uh, which is, is great. I mean, I don't think the sound's as good as, as vinyl and all that stuff, but right. it, it, what makes up for it is the availability of things, you know, the oh, it's, it's Library amazing. of Congress yeah. recordings. Yeah. And so uh, I may have a week where I only listen to Vess Osman play the banjo, Yeah, you know, play classic banjo not classical banjo classic banjo which is you know old folk type tunes melodically mm-hmm. played like you would finger pick the guitar yeah you know uh and then the next week i may listen to just norman blake for a week or it's uh it's wonderful to to have all of this music at our disposal you know? um one of our first podcast guests was a musician friend of mine and he was talking he takes a lot of um like modern songs like lady gaga and whatnot mm-hmm. and turns them into like world beat music hey. and um we were talking about uh how like a lot of times he ha- he almost gets so involved in listening to music like he has trouble driving and listening to music do you Absolutely. find that as well or you know i just bought myself a nice pair of speakers and i have gotten back to taking some time periodically and sitting in a chair at at the optimum distance, mm-hmm. you know, the triangle of, you know, speaker here, speaker here, me at the point of the, the triangle, and just sitting and listening. In my day, you know, if you got a new record, you called all your friends and you got together and it was like, oh, let's sit and listen to this record. Yeah. You know, I'm older than you guys. That's what yeah. we used to do. Well, records are back. Yeah, but it was you. You couldn't find stuff yeah. in my day. You know, you were lucky if you knew who James Cotton was. Yeah, you were lucky if you could find one of his albums if that's what you wanted. Yeah, you know. So, someone, you know, a friend might have gone to Boston and found a particular record that we were all we had all heard of but never heard. When I was in high school, we used to go into uh, Cambridge. Yeah, and yeah. Mystery Train. Yeah, and, and yeah. Places like that yeah. to get. CDs, but you know, yeah. same thing. It's but it it was an event, and you know, we didn't play the thing. We couldn't play them in your car, and we didn't have right. cell phones, right? Yeah. So 
you would go to someone's house and you know we would sit and everyone would be quiet and listen to the music and recently i've i've recognized how cool that was to just sit and listen you know not be not be multitasking with 10 other things just sit and listen mm-hmm. and uh, i'm trying to do more of that it's really enjoyable. You yeah. Know, beats the news. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> a lot of things beat the news. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get through to the dentist might be better. That's true. You got um, that right. But that, but that is it's, – it's a, a really valid point because, I mean, 99 times out of 100 when I'm listening to something, I'm doing something else. Yeah. Yeah, and you you know when you're doing that, there are things that you're missing in the music. Yeah, you know if you if you especially on a good set of speakers, there's some stuff going on, uh, especially acoustic music, you know. Yeah. Or, for instance, Norman Blake, the acoustic guitar player that I like, plays all by himself. You know, mm-hmm. his tone and touch on the guitar. Some of the stuff that he's playing is not all that difficult, mm-hmm. you know, but his tone and touch and the way he approaches it is just so beautiful and so brilliant that when you sit and really close your eyes and focus on his playing, you you see that, you hear that, you know, you recognize that. Mm-hmm. You might not driving down the road. Just humming along to it. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, music is an experience and... Uh, you can have that experience be at whatever level you want. Yeah. I want it at that level. Um, I, I will agree with you and kind of take that in a different direction. Um, I, I went to a couple concerts this past summer, and um, I've seen a lot of this type of thing, is the people who record, live stream, take pictures on... Yeah, if you're at the yeah. concert, man, like I don't get that at I don't all. Either. Like they're I don't watching either. this tiny screen in front of them when it's happening. You're speaking on stage. my language, Andy. Yeah, I, like, I I saw Doc Watson about five years before he died. One of the forefathers of acoustic, you know, uh, like bluegrass and fiddle tunes and stuff. And there was a guy in the audience who spent the whole time with a little tiny camera. One eye closed, looking through a little tiny camera. And I it's thought, like, I just don't understand. How can you experience that? You're watching yeah. history here. Yeah. And you're watching it. Through, you, yeah. I missed the whole thing. And um, I went and saw uh, uh, Guns N' Roses this past summer yeah. on the yeah. reunion tour, which I was amazed it ever happened. I'm not going to lie. I took a couple pictures, but, you know, yeah. snap, snap. Okay. Concert yeah. time. Yeah, and, uh, you yeah. Know, that's just, the whole point of it. Yeah, like I don't. Yeah. To me, that's just so foreign. And I feel well, like I, I, it's good to hear you say that because I think we that recognize that need to tell other people about it. You know, because when you go, when people go in, in even into a club and there's someone playing, they ought to put their phone down and and listen yeah um you know? have you ever heard of uh this a stand-up comedian uh named aziz ansari i haven't heard of him he um literally does this thing at the beginning because he, he does huge hauls yeah and yeah. he will come out and be like all right i'm gonna stand here and pretend like i'm telling a joke get out your cameras yeah and yeah. snap 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 all right put them away now let's have a show yeah. and it's just that okay it's true let's get it out of the way yeah but uh i've even like read reports and they're on they're on the internet, so they have to be true. Yeah. <laughs> that um, when you record something, it almost like gives your brain permission to forget it. I wouldn't doubt it. You yeah. know, I, I heard someone say, I think Jack White was saying, you know, a guy will work on a painting for six months to a year, 
and it'll be the best painting of his career. And some kid will pull it up on his iPhone and look at it and go, oh, look at that, and swipe to the next <laughs> frame, you know? Yeah. It's like yeah. you missed the whole thing. You know, it's, it's like, uh, you know, food's the same way. Do you yeah. want to really sit down and, and think about, you know, a gourmet meal that mm-hmm. you're eating? Or do you want to just shovel it down, you know? If you shovel it down, you're not going to get the full experience. I have definitely, since I've, I haven't lived in Plymouth uh, all that long, and since I've moved to Plymouth, I've very much uh, gotten more into that mindset with food. Because in the past, yeah. you're like, whatever, let's go to the 99. And uh, there's so many great places down here to oh, eat yeah, that just yeah. blow the doors off. Yeah, and to like really that. think about it, you yeah. know, think about what, like, uh, one of the things that, that I. I just came out with this new instrumental CD. Mm-hmm. No, nothing but solo guitar. One guitar, not even my foot stomping in the background, no yeah. vocals or anything. And uh, I believe that music should be kind of like with food. Like you're going to pair this dish with this kind of wine uh, with food. Oh, that's interesting. With, with music, I think like this solo CD, when I started it, I thought I want this CD to be paired with you know, an early morning sitting with a cup of coffee. Hmm, that's interesting. Relaxing, you know, on a yeah. Sunday morning. I, I, my goal was to make a CD that someone would enjoy being in that situation listening to that CD. Yeah. Just like you pair wine with right, yeah, a sure. particular dish. So um, to make sure we do the, the things we need to do, yeah. if someone wanted that, uh, CD, where could they go to find such? You can go, uh, if you go to marktsmall.com, mm-hmm. I have five CDs out. They're all listed there. If you click, you can go to CD Baby, and you can get uh, hard copies through CD Baby. Or uh, all the digital outlets, you know, iTunes, uh, all the streaming, even the ones that rip me off uh, yeah. will, you know. Are you on um, Spotify? And all I was just going to say, are you on yeah, Spotify? Yeah, you know, yeah. I get checks for like... Uh, you know, a, a, a list uh, of the transactions. Spotify is like point zero zero one cents <laughs> for this download. Don't, I mean, don't spend that on one, one spot. It's, yeah, it's terrible. It's terrible, yeah. you know? And, and uh, that's, um, uh, I was listening to an interview with uh, the lead singer from the band Cake recently. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he was saying how, like, he's like, I'm going to have to get a job. He's like, yeah, it, sure. it's, your music is more available, but less people are paying for it. That's exactly right. Yeah. Back to my point of backup plan is not a bad thing. That's true. Because yeah, yeah. I heard an interview with Joe Walsh, uh, and he was saying it's all gone. Yeah. You know, you can't, you can't make a living at this, you know. I mean, it's, it's bad enough. You know, you want to play a big show. Well, guess what? You've got to have people willing to pay for tickets to fill those seats mm-hmm. before they'll even think about you playing that big show. Sure. You know, yeah. I don't care if you're how amazing you think you are. Right. If you're not going to sell out, no, yeah. People don't show up. Right. They don't need you. Yep. You know, yeah. sad but true. Yeah. And uh, uh, so the moral story is for our listeners: go out and listen to live music and buy yeah. CDs. And you know, I think I, you know, personally, I feel that everybody who cares about art. Mm-hmm should have a restaurant that they patronize. And when I mean patronize, I don't just mean eat there. They say, you know what, this is my my restaurant. Yeah. And they tell people, 
You want to go to a nice restaurant? This is the place you go. They should have a restaurant like that. They should have a club that has good music yeah. where they say, hey, you need, when was the last time you heard, like, you need to get out there and go to this particular club? Mm-hmm. That, you know, on their list. Uh, and, and they should have, uh, you know, a musician or a band that they support. You know, yeah. this band is playing. We've got to go out there and give them, show them some support. Because if, if you don't do those things, you're going to be eating out of vending machines listening to karaoke. Yeah, yeah. And it's all going to be kind of this homogenized. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. right. You're going to be yeah. in McDonald's. Yep. And then you're going to go to the local bar for karaoke. And that's what it's turning into. Karaoke's well, I shouldn't say it's all bad. I've heard some good karaoke. Yeah, it's all but, bad. It's so much really or, or bad. Dis, or, or disc jockeys, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. It, it really is a fact. If if, if you don't you pick out some, some things to support, if people don't do that, the world is, you know, it's happening already. I yeah. mean, in my day, Newport, Rhode Island, you could go to Newport and there would be 25 bands playing. Club after club, all the way down the street, every other building there was a band playing. Yeah. Now go to Newport and tell me how many bands you see. Was it all DJs? DJs are no music. Yeah. No music at all. You know, piped in music or or, or whatever. Uh, so it's happening. Well, the thing that has to really hurt is, um, as much as they can be convenient, is those jukeboxes now that yeah are hooked up to the yeah. internet. So well, and everybody's got the stuff on their phone. Oh, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, the other thing that's changed is universities used to have all kinds of music going on. Mm-hmm. I mean, UMass had the Estetford every year that was a big, like, folk festival. You know, it was blues and bluegrass and old-time music, and hundreds of musicians would go. Yeah. And you could walk around the campus, and there'd be five guys playing a particular kind of music over here. Go around the corner, there'd be four or five people playing some other kind of music over here. There'd be little nooks and crannies hundreds of of people playing music it was wonderful yeah. now go go to umass and, and say let's go to umass and hear some music there's none yeah there's none there's no more there was a wrath skeller there that had music on the weekends mm-hmm. you know they had yeah, per, I mean, that, that was pretty legendary it was locally, great yeah. yeah it was great yeah. and now there's none so you know i don't mean to preach but if you if you care about the arts and you like music you need to pick a few things out and say you know what i'm gonna put a little bit of energy doesn't take much yeah. and if you need something you know? for your wall buy it from an artist and yeah from buy somebody's cd yeah. you know yeah. go to see somebody buy their cd yeah. or or uh, you know just show up with a couple friends and and uh and support the cause you know yeah. because it's the same in the clubs you know if people don't show up it's not gonna be live music yeah that that happened at a, at a local bar down here yeah um and it's just people weren't coming out to see the bands, and yeah. so they stopped booking bands. Yeah, and you can't blame the owner. Oh no, not at all. You it's know? not making them money. Yeah, right? he's yeah. he's got to yeah. survive. the The general public is who to blame. Right. You know, if if and I'm sure people were disappointed that 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 happened. Oh yeah. yeah. You know, if those people that were disappointed said, you know what, attendance is a little low there. Let's call some people up, get them in there on a Friday night, mm-hmm. so they keep doing this. They would still be having music. Oh it, sure. It's yeah. it's got to be grassroots. You yeah. know. Gotta yeah. be grassroots. It's tough. Yeah, it is. You know. Yeah. Um, so we don't want to keep you too long because we know you got to. Uh, quarter past. Quarter past. Uh, you know, I gotta get over there and set up. Okay. Um, can you just play a little jig to play us sure, out? Sure. I'm so out of tune from the humidity. Oh. I, I am so out of tune. I, okay. And I no don't want to sit here and oh, bing, no bing, bing, yeah, bing, bing, bing uh, uh, on your show. But uh, we're going to actually record another one, and then we're probably going to come over and...
Cool. Hey, there you go. There you go. Um, Thanks so, for having me. Yeah, it was Andy. a pleasure to to um, have you on. And so, for our listeners, make sure you go to martysmalls.com. Martysmall, S M A L L dot com. And uh, thank you for listening. Cool. Thank you so much, guys. Oh, Appreciate it. And thanks for checking out the show today, listeners. Uh, if you enjoyed the content today, you can go over to patreon.com slash to support the show. You can join over there for just a few dollars a month and help us provide this fun content that you just checked out. You can also email us at inebriart.com with your questions, complaints, and concerns, or you can find us on all social medias at inebriart or at inebriart6 on Instagram. And also don't forget to check out our other shows, Bar Talk Podcast, Old Colony Cast, Inebriart, and all the other shows on the Inebriart Network, which you can find at inebriart.com. Thanks again for listening.